Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Sully often wears those vented button-downs, fishing shirts, even though he's not fishing. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Where's the applause? I want my applause! All right. Hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. That has to be one of our weirder cold open little sounds there. Me describing producer Sean Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully's uh, fashion choices there. The vented uh, fishing shirts, even when he's not fishing. That, of course, reminds me that we must get into. If you listened to last week's two episodes, if you didn't, shame the devil. But there's still time to make it right. Go back and listen to those because... The producers behind the glass, the 20-somethings back there, went on a trip, or most of them did at least, got together, booked a trip to Big Bear Mountain about two two hours outside of Los Angeles. They retreated up to the mountains for, uh, for frivolity, I think, is what the purpose of it was, letting their hair down. Um, and uh, so we got to get a review of that because there was some high drama, some high human drama that went down, some wounded feelings and beyond. So we've got to cover all of those. And uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes here, I'm very excited for this. If you're familiar with Barstool Sports, you know, mixtape, of course, you know, pardon my take, the, uh, they're the, they sit atop the mountain. I think that's fair. You're spaghetti behind the glass there. You're, you're uh, our resident Barstool guy. I love sure. the pardon my take guys and the mixtape guys, but uh, you know all. You've been. You were in on the ground floor. I was, yes. As a person who went to school in uh, in Boston, I was there at the uh, the origin, pretty much. So this is an exciting show for very, you, then. Very. I think these guys are. They do such a great job, and uh, obviously, like you mentioned, part of my take was gets a lot of publicity. The number one, you know, sports podcast or podcast overall on uh, the charts. But uh, these guys do a really, really good job, and you know, they're also hilarious on Twitter. So pretty much everything they do is, I think, is uh, pretty good content. 
All right. If you love them that much, why don't you marry them? Well, I, 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 look, I moved out from the East Coast of Los Angeles to work with you. So. All right. Whatever. Listen, so uh, so Coley and Tyler will be along momentarily, and uh, we continue our effort. In fact, really, it's coming to a head now. I talked about it at the end of last week, and it is, yes, all the Ham and Eggers do their March Madness brackets. Oh, what's our uh, the best uh, movie villain? Yeah, we did that one. 15 years ago now it's time for april absurdity and uh, the category this year is the party in a movie you most wish you could have attended and uh, we'll go through some of those in just a little bit but uh, real quick let's talk a little pigskin shall we pro version spaghetti what do you make of this stuff i mean you know we live in a new world in the nfl you know until about Two years ago, there was no such thing as trades, or they happened once a decade. You remembered what they were because they were so rare. Tony Dorsett going, the the rights to Tony Dorsett going from Seattle to Dallas, Herschel Walker going up to Minnesota. Interesting that the Cowboys had a hand in two of those big trades. But, um, yes, now we see more trades, and Adam Schefter, no, no one less than Adam Schefter is saying he thinks Odell Beckham He's not the best receiver in the NFL, as people like to say, but he but he might be the most talented, I guess, and he might be leaving your New York football giants, according to Schefter. How say you, Spaghetti? Yeah, he went on uh, Studio 66 uh, Hall of Fame, Wall of Famer uh, Ross Tucker's podcast and said that. And when he when Schefter says that's when you worry, I think I was less worried. I think we talked about it, you know, a few weeks ago when like Giants beat writers say stuff. I was just like, okay, well, you know, why would Gettleman go sign Nate Solder? Why would he trade for Alec Ogletree? Why would they want to draft Barkley? to make the team better and then you go move your best player one of the best players in franchise history he's only been here for you know four five years whatever uh and a guy who's 25 years old to trade him for like two first uh, like an early first round and a late first or you know a couple second round picks i just don't know what the fascination is with draft picks when you have the proven commodity who's the guy when healthy breaks records he still hasn't committed crimes like he hasn't done like yes, he has these antics. He went off on the that field, boat though, Spaghetti. I, I, I That's know. a crime. Apparently, yeah. Drop. That's a crime against I don't know what. Yeah, if you're an NFL player in a yacht, uh, he had a good time after a victory. He only had seven days to get right for the next game. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with fans. They overreact to everything. I think people become like prisoner of the moment, and they just get so worked up with like they want the player to do X, Y, Z, but it's his own life. He is not really broken any rules and uh, I think you've said a lot too you think he cares so much about the game like that's why he's passionate on the sidelines and I agree with you and if they're going to go forward with Eli as the quarterback and they're going to take Barkley and then you have Beckham Ingram Shepard you know if they keep Brandon Marshall they just signed Solder like you have pieces there now it's like okay well maybe if healthy this is a good team trading Beckham I mean you're not only I mean I think with Beckham they're worse than the Cowboys and the Eagles without Beckham I would make the case that Maybe the Alex Smith Redskins now could be ahead of them. Like I don't know. I don't know what their, their plan. Well, really is. it's interesting in this way with with Beckham. I don't think I think I think we've disproven over the years that in spite of all the uh, serious football men out there t- declaring what you have to have, you want to win the Lombardi, you better get one of these kind of things. What you don't definitely have to have is a is a one of the ten best wide receivers in the game that uh, clearly right. that's not a prerequisite to 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 hoisting the Lombardi at the end of no, the I mean, season the Eagles just won really without I, I, I mean I don't think Alshon Jeffrey's a top 10 guy and they won I mean the Patriots have done it with, well the Patriots didn't do it yeah. notably with with Randy, Randy Moss, Moss but they did do it with Wes Welker who I guess you would hold up as one of the better going but the, but yeah the point is 
what the 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 counter to that is Odell Beckham is so good and has been so good with the Giants that he's covered up a lot of warts on that uh, otherwise crummy offense. Look at the I mean you you just look at the raw numbers of Odell in the lineup and out how bad that offense gets when uh, when 13 is on the shelf. Mm-hmm. That's true, but if you're going to trade him, then why would you keep Eli? Now, or, or at least do you remake the entire identity of the team? That might make sense. If you sign Solder and you take, I could see them taking even Quentin Nelson if he's that good uh, as a guard, or Saquon Barkley, and now you've redefined what you are as an offense, and maybe that's... I, I agree. I, if you trade Odell Beckham, then you draft a quarterback at two, and then whatever other pick you get, Take O line, take some to to build up your team. Don't draft a running back or a skill position because you're gonna you're, the team's gonna stink. Uh, Eli needs Beckham to be successful in any you know he's turning 38 years old. He's not Drew Brees. He's not Tom Brady at that age. Uh, he'll look more like his brother did in his last year with Denver. Unfortunately, speaking of that, couldn't you see if they drafted Sam Darnold? I could see the Giants saying, "All right, you know, now we are in a position to get rid of Eli." I know we said that we wanted no. him to be our quarterback. I could nah. see them getting rid of that. Either way, Emma VP behind the glass. How say you? Um, well, who would you rather have? Because Gronk is also apparently out there. He's even tweeting things that insinuate that he's ready to move. Who would you rather have, Gronk in 2018 or Beckham in 2018? Beckham. Odell Beckham. He'll play yeah. more. He'll play more games. He's just a healthier Gronk. As good as he is, and he's one of the best. He's just he's just a little too fragile. Not that he, you know Beckham's been perfect health, but Gronk. I just feel like it's just big frame. Just Gronk misses half him. the games. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But now we can charge uh, Beckham with that as well. He missed pretty much the uh, – or missed most of uh, the One last season. He, he had a major injury, whereas, like, Gronk is just constantly banged up. And it, that's the one as thing. As you like. know with back issues, Shaq. That, I, I do know about that. Oh, I've been debilitated and to the detriment of my poor little children. Yeah, you, you could know? not play tight end. I got me, you know, my uh, was I even helpful in the Easter egg hunt this weekend? And what was I doing in the Easter egg hunt for as a Jew anyway, you know? It was that stealing your kids' candy raises a lot of questions. Raises more questions than uh, than it answers. Who do you? Uh, but do you buy this thing? I like the receiver business in the NFL is one of these things that whoever you're talking about, people are very cavalier about throwing out best receiver in the game. Except that that's said about four different guys. Where does Beckham rank for you? Well, well, Antonio Brown's Antonio Brown's the best yeah, receiver he, yeah, since he, he's an alien. since Randy Moss at least. He doesn't. Yeah, he's an alien. He's by himself. He's one. Yeah, he his stats. Uh, the thing with go back to the injury thing, and again, not counting Beckham's injury because it was a major thing. Julio Jones constantly banged up. I know he's like six three and like two twenty five, and he's just like you know, Greek god of an athlete, and Beckham's just a smaller, kind of quicker receiver. But I, Beckham's stats, I mean, what he, what he's done in a short amount of time is, is incredible. That's right. That's hard to refute, and everybody swoons for Julio Jones. We talked about that during the season, but I would take Keenan Allen over Julio Jones in terms of production. Well, not just in terms of production. That'd be the receiver I'd rather have on my team. The other thing is, real quick, Josh Rosen, since we're talking about these Giants-related matters, and uh, we talked about that last week, too. Jim Moore, his his college coach, said he'd rather have Sam Darnold, and he came up with a bunch of uh, rationalizations about Darnold in blue-collar Cleveland, which I poo-poo, like as as though only blue-collar towns could could like someone uh, who's like Sam Darnold. I I think that is a a sort of, you know, a a vapid – narrative to create that that certain guys only make it in blue collar towns and vice versa um 
But what about this latest thing about basically we talked about it on last on our most recent episode with Matt Williamson. I encourage you again, uh, nay demand, in fact, that you go back and listen to that. But we were talking about that. Wait, so now it's a bad thing that Josh Rosen is smart. That's a problem that he's that he's uh, he's a smart guy. He's a book reader. Yeah. Bad look, NFL. Because he, he asked why about certain drills and certain plays and stuff, and coaches take that the wrong way. That's apparently what they're saying now. Asking questions is a bad thing. Right. And, and again, what you said five minutes ago, Odell Beckham cares too much. Josh Rosen doesn't care enough. We got to choose. We can't, we cannot have both things existing because threading the needle between those two things is, is just too difficult. Right. Yeah. And I think that Rosen, I'm a Rosen guy. I think he would fit great uh, in New York. Uh, I You'd think... rather have Darnold though. No, 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 no. You no, wouldn't. No, no. I'm, I mean, really my anti-USC bias aside, I, I think that Rosen just from watching both, and I've watched them both a lot. I've seen Darnold in person multiple times. I just, I think he, he is, He's a little too careless with the ball, Darnold. I think Rosen, I just like his, like, moxie confidence that he has. I like his arm strength. Uh, I like that he's intelligent and asks questions and will, you know, will push coaches and teammates. Uh, and the one telling thing, too, with him is that every, like, UCLA teammate, like, tweeted support for him. Like, they didn't have to. So if his teammates like him, then I, I trust the guy. So there's no reason. That, I don't know why Jim Moore is saying that. I think uh, Rosen has a pretty good sense of humor, too. He tweeted out why. I know, but people would say, but the 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 – the the answer to your uh, your question is um, that uh, he's just trying to be honest, and that's what you want. He's the head coach, and you don't. An NFL personnel guys ask you something, he's just trying to tell the truth, and people don't like to hear the truth. I mean, I, one way or the other, doesn't he have to be more political in his answer than that? If you want to be a head coach, I know his he has always aspired to get back to the NFL. Moore Jr. has, but I mean, I, I don't know how what you what. Uh, kid would ever sign on yeah I want to go play in your program if yeah. you're not going to support me going when I want to elevate uh, the NFL yeah I think it's a strange move I think he he wants you almost to like read between the lines and it's kind of similar to what happened with like uh, Brian Kelly and Deshaun Kaiser I know Pete Carroll said something about right uh, Mark Sanchez years but like it's just a couple of scenarios where I think he either you support your guy or you just really don't say anything yeah not for not for the kid's sake for your own sake right. you don't disparage one of your players as he's trying to get into the NFL you got to come up with a better way to spin it than uh, than the blue collar Cleveland's going to like the other guy better. Anyway, I I for one think it would be good to have smart people on my team. Agree. That, that's my bold uh, statement. All right, let's get to the uh, the we'll get to the big bear stuff. We'll get to April absurdity in a second. But right now, much to Spaghetti's delight, let's get to it. The mixtape boys. Dave. Dave. All right, first up, this is going to be good times, I suspect at least, unless they uh, unless they let me and you down. It's the fellas from Barstool, uh, Barstool Mixtape, Coley Mick, and uh, Tyler I Am, a.k.a. Coley Mick, or at Coley Mick, and uh, at Trill Withers on Twitter. Fellas, what's the poop? Welcome to the DDFP. Jack, thank you here, so yeah. much for having us. We really appreciate it, pal. How you doing? Well, good. I, I thanks for talking, Coley. But I really want to hear from uh, the man of the moment, uh, Tyler. I am, oh. aka the new champion of the internet. Right? Is that what oh, it is? Oh. What'd you win, Tyler? Uh, Twitter madness. They started a, a Twitter bracket of sixty-four. Of I don't just sixty-four Twitter accounts picked at random. I imagine, and uh, I made the cut. I cut down the nets last night. 
Exciting, exciting stuff. I'm happy to be speaking with you, uh, you know, while you're still in the glow of victory here. And uh, and Coley as well. We're going to get to our own bracket that we have to kibitz about here, our, uh, uh, our April absurdity. We'll dig in on that in just a minute. Let's talk sports, though, shall we, fellas? I know you guys like to do a little bit of that, too. I want to talk some NBA. But first of all, Coley, to the matter at hand, what about these Gronk rumors? What do you think? Uh, it, it's not the best. It's also not the worst. Uh, Gronk, I, I don't know. I, he's, he's the best tight end of all time. Yes, he's true. Arguably, and that's not hyperbole. Think, the best tight end no, in history. No. I think he's like top 10 just wide receiver of all time, even if we want to break it down to that. But uh, it would be very Belichickian to to get rid of a player before he's he's truly done. We've seen it with Richard Seymour. We've seen it with Lawyer Malloy, Ty Law. Uh, but it would hurt. It would it would absolutely hurt. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come in, in here and 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 lie on the Dave Damashek football program. That's not what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm just I'm just hopeful they can they can work something out. Coley, I believe you do know, and I appreciate you abiding by our no jive policy here in Studio 66. Yes, Gronk to dismiss him though. He first of all makes he's the one thing. Tom Brady, I feel, is pretty likable. I know a lot of people root against him, but I think that's because of his uh, decade and a half of dominance more than anything personal about him. But Gronk makes the Patriots seem fun. If you get rid of him, then that's the last. You know, Lane Johnson said, uh, "I I there's a podcast that you're aware." of uh, the Pardon My Take Boys, I think, got Lane Johnson to admit that he'd rather win one ring in in the fun scene of the Eagles 2017 than however many uh, Gronk has won with the Patriots. Right? You can't get rid of Gronk or else it really will feed that perception that it's a, a joyless venture playing for the Patriots. Gronk seems like he's had a lot of fun uh, even after we've lost Super Bowls, I remember he after we lost to the <laughs> Giants. Right. It doesn't even matter if you happen. win or lose, right? <laughs> right. Um, but what what about this check? What if we traded Gronk and then we swapped Brandon Cooks in a first round pick for Odell Beckham? He seems like a guy who likes to have some fun. Ooh, is that a possibility? Is that what you're? Well, listen, I I hear now that Adam Schefter says that he predicts. Odell Beckham is going to get traded and who knows there were no trades until about two years ago in the NFL and now all of a sudden all the that all possibilities are available I wouldn't be surprised by the way if the Giants draft um jo- not Josh Rosen necessarily but if they get Sam Darnold if the Browns don't take Darnold one overall and the Giants do take Darnold I don't assume that they're beyond trading Eli Manning because then they're not playing for now. They're they're building for the future. So why hold on to a late 30s Eli, trade him down to Tom Coughlin, and I don't care what the Jaguars say right now about believing in Blake Bortles. I think they'd love to have Eli Manning right now, right? This sounds like wishful thinking so you don't lose a finger. <laughs> <laughs> Look who knows our finger bets. That's exactly right. Thank you, uh, Coley, for that. Um, Tyler, what do you got paid though? Yeah, I know he did, but I, I, I also feel like we feel we we fans we look at this and we say well they've just uh, devoted now 20 million dollars but i i always refer back to what the seahawks did 
at the front end of the Russell Wilson era. You know, they, they, they threw all that money at Matt Flynn, and you thought, well, now they can't start anybody other than Matt Flynn, and he right. never started a single game for them. I think that you can probably do that. And by the way, I think if the Jags don't get – don't wind up somehow getting Eli Manning, if Lamar Jackson's there and they take him at 29, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up uh, their 2018 starter over Blake Bortles. I don't buy all the jive about that we believe in, in – uh, in uh, Blake Bortles. I think they think he, if we have to go with him, obviously we went to the AFC title game with him as our quarterback. So obviously there are worse situations to be in, but I don't think they think that Blake Bortles is the best they can possibly do going into this season. No, that'd be delusional if they thought that. (laughs) True enough. Um, (laughs) All right. What about though? One more thing, Coley, about uh, the game of pro football, then let's move on to some other stuff. But where do you sit right now? Yes, you have all those rings, thanks to Belichick and Brady, but how does it sit with you right now? Because to me, I'm with Malcolm Butler, that had he played that game as he rightly should have, you would have another ring on your finger, and Belichick, his ego or otherwise, cost you that ring. As I'm, I'm a huge Malcolm Butler guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know why he didn't play. I don't buy the he, he was out late one night, so you have to sit him the whole Super Bowl. I also don't know he was gonna shut down the entire like the Eagles walked down the field the entire game. I, I don't know if he himself was gonna because it's one play. Deion That's Sanders. why he didn't have to shut it down. The in between is is that he makes one or two plays that his replacement didn't make, and that would have been enough for you guys to get the ring. Maybe he covers Nick uh, Foles there. You never know. That, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He could have taken nine out. I suppose. Out. I suppose that the Eagles just—I mean—that game. I didn't even feel frustrated watching that game. It didn't even feel like a football game almost, just because there, like there was, I think, one punt. There, it was just—it was a very strange night. So I, I don't know. Hats off to the Eagles, uh, uh, Zach Ertz, and and the Nick Foles touchdowns. Like it, when those plays are happening, you just you just got to tip your cap. It, there's not much you can do. I guess Tyler. I want to talk. Uh, b- believe me, I know we're focusing on Coley right now, but I I, I happen to be kind of happy as a Steelers fan that the Patriots didn't get over because if they, you know, as I keep saying, the Steelers work so hard and they, and and their legend is owed to those six rings and no one else having them. If one man, one pretty boy alone, Tom Brady, equaled <laughs> that ring count, it would have diminished the luster of the steel curtain. So I'm happy they didn't get it. Um, but I mean, so, so you're not cross with Belichick. You don't think that, uh, that he maybe cost one for you, or do you think Al Riveron and company cost you one by the week of the Super Bowl without announcing it properly? They basically, well, Al Riveron did say we changed the catch rule in front of the Super Bowl. It's a, it's a wild move. Yeah, Tom, Tyler was real uh, hurt when the Patriots lost, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> I, as a longtime Patriots it, fan, uh, and also somehow a longtime <laughs> Eagles fan, it was bittersweet. Like <laughs> uh, the, the catch rule and stuff, uh, I don't know, because it could have easily – we've had plenty of calls go our way over over the years. I'm sure Raiders fans would agree. I haven't heard so about that. It, it's hard – no, me neither. It never gets brought up. Um, I'll say, yeah, I don't know what but, you're getting at here. <laughs> But yeah, it. Uh, what was even the first part? The Al- oh, Bill Belichick. He, we've we've had to pay two first round picks for him. Just a him resigning from the Jets. There might have been some some backdoor deal there. Right. And then with the Spygate stuff. And I've often said, 
every team in the league would be crazy not to trade two first round picks for Bill Belichick. So it's hard for, for me to, he lost one game and all of a sudden be like, well, what, what can you do? We got to get rid of this guy. Like I, I'm, I'm thankful for the run he's, he's put us on. I just think that, uh, you know, I think we all know, including you, Coley, that that was a catch in Heinz Field. The uh, the trip to the <laughs> Twin Cities should have run through Heinz Field. I think we all know that. And people keep trying to tell me, hey, you must be happy now that they've changed this rule because it's the Jesse James. I'm like, why, why, why would I be happy now? It makes me more frustrated. <laughs> it should have been a catch in the moment. Great. We don't get a ring because they changed the rule after the fact. In fact, now Philadelphia has one, but I guess I have to be happy, like I say, because at least the Patriots didn't get that ring. All right, listen, um, I want to talk Tyler now. I see you tweeting about it a lot, and you I, I don't know who the guy was who you were tweeting out, but again, Trill Withers on uh, Twitter, and uh, you'll pick this up a few days ago over the weekend. You were tweeting, I think we get very precious about uh, uh, we uh, the way we build up things that happened 25 years ago, like Michael Jordan. It's actually until Tom Brady finally had more Lombardis than Joe Montana, people were very, um, very, very protective of Joe Montana. Shame the devil that you would call any current player as good as the guy who we already tabbed the goat. This is going on now in the NBA. There are people out there who say LeBron James is as good as Michael Jordan, perhaps better, but a lot of people say, shame the devil. He was a god, Michael Jordan, who who never lost in the finals. Where do you come down on this 20th century v. 21st century NBA battle? Oh, I love it because I, I personally am a big fan of slandering old eras, and I don't know if you – if you saw that Jordan thread where the guy posted, mm-hmm. basically, electricians and plumbers were guarding Jordan for a majority. That's exactly of the, what I'm getting of at the, of the of the 1980s, <laughs> and I think it's I think it's a fair question. All it's, right, it's well, Coley and I talked about yesterday because people bring up like the hand check rule, and it's like, yeah, but it's it's Hersey Hawkins doing the hand checking. Like I, I'd still <laughs> rather that than be guarded by Tony Allen or Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, nice pull. And the other side of that coin is too. I like the I like the notion that apparently 21st century NBA players are so soft collectively that they wouldn't be able to uh, adapt to the hand check rule. Yeah, but there was the hand check rule. So what would you do? Like, I I imagine Kevin Durant would would adjust to that if if he were forced to play in that era. That's all. I don't know. Kyrie Irving might just retire altogether. Like, what's he gonna do? Stockton's in his grill. <laughs> That's a, yeah, but I mean, I, I I don't know what to do. Yes, what would happen then? And and either way, we'll, we'll set on the rules. We'll establish what the rules are if we're going to allow hand checks and beyond. And if you played the 1992 Dream Team versus the 2018 NBA All Stars, who would win that game? Tyler, start with you. All Stars by double digits. By double digits. All right, let's figure it out here, Coley. Who would uh, who would check? The big question to me is, the two big questions that favor the 20th century is, first of all, who checks magic? A unique uh, point guard, and I don't know exactly that that uh, the 2018 All-Stars offer someone who can who can stop him outside of LeBron. Yeah, are we going like like best of all-star, like East Conference and Western Conference? Yeah, or? that's what I mean. The 92 Dream Team is basically a collective of the best American yeah, players. Sure. Do these yeah, have to be Americans from today's game? No, let's play fast and loose with it. But who, are the, yeah, who Giannis, are the Euros? I Giannis. I, Giannis, I guess, would be in the starting five, wouldn't he? Yeah, and probably Embiid, because I know you're going to bring up Akeem. 
Well, that's the re- that's the other thing is too is Akeem is obviously not on the American team in '92, but but right. that's the difference too. The 20th century, what it has over 21st century Shaq, notwithstanding, is that they have dominant fives, legit fives, and a guy. I mean, like, what are you gonna uh, who, who are you gonna DeAndre Jordan is is uh, gonna slow down one of these uh, Akeem or Patrick Ewing or somebody like that? I doubt it. Yeah, but again, with the are we, if we're going by like today's rules, then yeah, they'll give up the post up all day because Steph Curry is just going to rain threes on John Stockton on the other end. Who would Jordan guard? Among, well, okay, so let's get into the other thing because then you guys kind of turned it into this, and I liked maybe this discussion. What is the best Bulls team? Let's say ninety six, right? Is that what we would agree yeah. is the best team with Rodman on it, Ron Harper? The, so B J Armstrong, Hogue Grant, and those guys are cast aside in favor of the names I just threw out. You, the three headed monster at center, um, and uh, going up against these Golden State Warriors. How do you see that one going, Coley? Pretty well for the Warriors. Uh... I don't know, Durant, you could just play at the center against that lineup. You put, like, Livingston in or, or, or Andre Iguodala in the starting lineup, and, yeah, Jordan's uh, getting swept. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. The one thing that's hard to knock Jordan for is it's not like, uh, Tyler, that they were playing bum teams once they got to the finals. Maybe the East wasn't the most rugged. Those Knicks teams were good. They weren't all-time great teams. Start First of all, Pippen checks Durant, right? tries to and he he does his best and then jordan goes on steph curry right yeah i want jordan like running around those screens and stuff though i guess a lot of energy to expend so where so so you're putting him on clay that i think they would try to get cute like that kind of makes sense on like zaza or something but once the warriors go small that's a wrap (laughs) Yeah, you know what? You're you're right about that. That is the way Phil Jackson would do it because Harper was a great defender. He would check uh, Steph with Harper and give MJ the the uh, lighter task. But uh, yeah, so I guess he probably would would stop Clay. But that wouldn't be enough to defeat right. So you take Clay away. Twenty three's taking him out of out of the picture. Rodman eliminates Draymond, right? I don't know about eliminates, but I that's. There'd be a lot of technicals. Like, there'd be no <laughs> I'll say it. I'll just say it. Yeah, he might phys- he might physically eliminate him, but then he gets tossed. So yeah, we if we just want to throw both of them out of the equation. I feel like either way, this is that there are going to be a lot of uh, curmudgeons who consider us sacrilegious for for asserting that any 21st century team could take down the mighty Chicago Bulls of the uh, of the 90s, right? Shame on them. It's just one team. Yeah, it's just one team can shoot threes at a historic clip. The other team probably attempted 25 throughout the entire season. I don't threes more than two. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that that would, would be what it comes down to. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, next up, you asked me to prep a little something here, uh, uh, Coley. I know you guys do on uh, on uh, mixtape. You like to rank the Simpsons characters periodically. By the way, I don't want to uh, to uh, go an, a second further here without acknowledging Eddie Spaghetti. This is a big day for him on the DDFP because he likes mixtape better than he likes the DDFP. Is that true, Spaghetti? Can I plead the fifth? I mean, yeah, I mean, you can. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a large fan of both Barstool and uh, the DDFP. 
I, hey, I moved out to the West Coast on purpose, though. Did you, Spaghetti, is it fair to say with uh, – I know you don't want to denigrate anything over at Barstool, um, but you say what, – what, what, give your rankings of the shows over at Barstool. Well, I think it's obvious that PMT gets a ton of pub, but I think these these this two, is the one. These two right. uh, fellows we have on here do a really, really, really great job, and I think uh, I think people who are hardcore fans of just Barstool know how how good they are, and, and amongst me and my friends, like we, it, it's always a must listen. So, give you guys a little hat Thanks, tip. There. I mean, the words were nice. Well, I, I don't know the the passion behind it matched the quality of the words, but it's still flattering. No, I, I'm not yeah, going to scream. I, I, I'm, my, the, my words are the truth. <laughs> Don't act cool, Spaghetti. You want to go ahead. Tell them how you feel. I just did. I've been a fan for over a decade. I remember. I remember when when Coley was uh, was an intern in the like the infamous uh, Dyson fan video, like years and years and years ago. I mean, I've been following uh, Tyler on Twitter forever. Both the guys are great on Twitter. I mean, I I can't say enough good things. All right, I guess it, so. It's it's per. It's perplexing to me that you can be such a big fan, which I appreciate, by the way, but you can be such a big fan and just hate The Simpsons. I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, Eddie. I don't hate it. I just, it just never, it was one of those shows I was on and I would just be like, oh, I'll watch a minute or two. And then I would just flip mm-hmm. and try to find something else. It was never a top show I had to watch. You're, but let's see, based on the Golden State v. Bulls of the 90s conversation, you, you, you're not uh, opposed to supporting new stuff you like family guy more than the Simpsons. I don't but I'm not a humongous family guy fan either I'm not a huge like there's very few animated shows I like I'm a big Bill Burr fan so I like Evers for Family uh, I like Nick Kroll so I think Big Mouth is pretty funny but I, they're not like a top comedy for me it doesn't hold a candle to The Office or okay. something like that but, but the Simpsons I love Gary Sh- I mean uh, uh, the Larry Sanders show I love Cheers but the greatest TV show period is the Simpsons I mean that's that's Period. That's insane. It's the funniest show of all no, time. I mean, if that, if we're gauging it by what's the funniest show ever. It's not funnier than Seinfeld. <laughs> Simply incorrect. <laughs> that sentence was funnier than anything that Seinfeld ever produced. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, what's better? Larry Sand? I mean, uh, 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 Curb Your Enthusiasm or Seinfeld? Curb Your Enthusiasm. I agree. That's right. It eliminates the cartoon character, the clown character that is Kramer. And it's a truer, better show. I don't. I think George is better than anyone on both shows. But I also think that Curb, it's weird. Almost like there in my head, there'd be no Curb without Seinfeld. So I kind of respect it more. I don't know. Fair. Uh, that's. Just, I just think that it's such a big show in terms of pop culture and like what it means to people who enjoy comedies. That it just goes so deep. Like you have to just love that show more than anything. All right, you just described. Sounds like you're describing The Simpsons. That's exactly right. Thank you, Coley. That's exactly right. It's the best written, it's the funniest show of all time. But the other one that doesn't get enough respect that's a current show is uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's going to go down 10 years from now. We'll look back and say, you know what? That's one of the five funniest uh, sitcoms in TV history. I'm with you on that. Check, I've got some news for you. Lay it on me. I hope you're sitting down. I am. Uh, We we talked about it last time. I had never seen an episode, and now I – I've seen every episode of Game of Thrones. Nice. That's a, that puts you on the right side of history. That's just keeping up with the Joneses. I don't understand people who don't – like, they go through a lifetime of this. Oh, so, Game of Thrones starts, what, like five years ago? Okay, you're still within a window that you can catch up and have conversations. The show itself hasn't concluded. So, now you're ready to keep up with uh, with conversations with your coworkers and pals and so on. 
I don't get these people who for 40 years have dug their heels in on the Star Wars thing. Like, nope, never seen it. Like, all right, who are you Who are you depriving? Like, you can't carve out nine hours of your life so that you can get every reference that people make? It's like not never seeing Goodfellas or The Godfather. There are going to be times where people reference a horse head in your bed, and, and your whole life has been like, I, I never got what that meant. I don't know what that means. What kind of weird position are you willfully putting yourself in? You get what I'm saying? I'm glad you're now on the right side of the history, Tyler. Check, I've got some bad news. I haven't seen any of those movies. You <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> Not a one, my friend. You've never seen a Star Wars? <laughs> never. So when people talk about the Force and the dark side, you're just like, I don't know what they're talking about. I, I don't know. Like I've seen it. yeah, it's like a meme. You see it enough, you kind of get the gist of no, it. No, you don't get the gist of anything. <laughs> James what Earl you- Jones was the father, yeah. Yeah, that's it. You got it. Oh, I'm sorry. I stand corrected. Yeah, James Earl Jones takes off his mask in the third act of the first Star Wars and reveals himself to be the actual Darth Vader. You got it. Okay, I'm sorry. No, you're right. I'm all caught up. Yeah. <laughs> all Check, right. I have another troubling Star Wars take. What? Uh-oh. The most recent one Don't... is the second best one in the series. Oh, that's a that's a crummy take. That's a terrible one. No, <laughs> it's no. Not. The correct it's order not. goes. Let's do the order. The correct one is I'll debate Empire versus the original. Empire. Empire is the better picture, but Star Wars, the first one, deserves credit for creating what could be a ridiculous movie, and within four minutes, you're fully engaged. You could be like, wait. There are hundreds of extras, grown-ups dressed in ridiculous costumes, shooting lasers at each other that we can't see, like, beer, 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 with robots running all around. That should have been laughable, and instead we find it compelling right from the word go. So I love that. Return of the Jedi, a little overrated. The best one, the sleeper one, Rogue One. That's the third. Win, play, show, Empire, win, place, uh, Star Wars, New Hope, whatever you want to call it. And uh, and the show, the third place of all the Star Wars movies is Rogue One. What do you think about that? What was it about uh, this this most recent one, that the Last Jedi, that truly grinded your gears? Because Princess it, it, Leia it. suddenly turns into a superhero <laughs> who can fly through space, even though she's dead. She's cast out in what evidence is there? How many movies have there been? Like this is the tenth one or something like this. Is that right? Tenth, eleventh one, whatever it is. There has never been a shred of evidence that just because you're imbued with the powers of the Force that suddenly you can fly through space. That She basically turns into, into Superman, flying through the stars. That was ridiculous. I don't know. There's a lot of ridiculous things that happened in the, the previous 10 that I, I didn't feel that far-fetched to me. In the, it, I, I'll say, like, from a cinematography standpoint, it looked weird. But in terms of the canon of the the whole series, it didn't seem that out of place. I mean, she literally even struck the Superman pose with the one fist flying out <laughs> in front of her body. I didn't care for that either. Thought, yeah, I mean that I, that that movie was uh, the more distance I get from it, the less I regard it. I, and the other one was uh, was only so so too. Force Awakens. That one was What's out. that now, Sully? But people behind the glass went Skywalker. Oh, I didn't think that was so bad. I thought it, it was good to see old Luke back in that back in action. But I will say, 
Yeah, I don't know about what his role was. It seems like uh, he was a little uh, milk toast in decisive moments there. He could have taken out Kylo Ren. and so Anyway, I want to get to your list. You wanted me to rank uh, my five non-Simpsons, not related to the Simpsons, characters in the Simpsons, right? Correct. You want me to go uh, five down to one? That's the dramatic way to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, we 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 built the premise. Okay. Yeah, we built the premise that there are so many great side characters. I hope Spaghetti's listening. There are so many great side characters that you could have a, a different top five every single day and still be correct. It's kind of true. Um, I want to go with. I want to be cute with like Pinchy the Lobster and uh, and Grimy. Grimy. It, Grimy creates. And by the way, for people who think The Simpsons, the Cools will tell you that The Simpsons is only good from about season two to roughly season seven or or eight thereabouts. I think you got to go up to season thirteen or fourteen. Where do you come down on that? A thousand percent. Yes, I agree. Um, and Grimy gave us one of the best episodes ever. And the Pinchy the Lobster episode, the the last scene in that episode, is perhaps the greatest single scene in the history of The Simpsons. And that's not hyperbole. When Homer eats Pinchy the Lobster, spoiler alert, that uh, might be the best. <laughs> Pinchy would have wanted it that way. <laughs> that's the funny. He he, yeah, he grows a 30-pound lobster in a, in a tank. <laughs> when he's balancing out the salt in the water so it doesn't die in his own home, I mean, it's perfect. <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. <laughs> I'm going to go with, at number five, I'm going to go with, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ignore what I just said there, and I'm going to go with Mo. Okay? Okay. Fine, choice. At number four, I'm going to go with the old sea captain. He has uh he has he has some uh, he has some really strong turns along the way when he has the all you can eat restaurant and Homer goes in there and tries to eat all he can eat and uh and the old sea captain has to tell him tis no man tis a remorseless eating machine and Homer complains but I didn't get all I could eat that's a great episode so I'm gonna honor him then I'm now we're really getting down to it I'm gonna have to go with Ned Flanders. At three, which is tough, a guy who is for percentage of uh, of lines in the show for uh, 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 for how much it made me laugh, Ralph Wiggum, Wiggle Puppy himself. Yep, very efficient. I mean, how many lines has has Ralph Wiggum ever thrown out that didn't make you really gutturally laugh? Right, zero. He's hysterical. Like, yeah, I'm drawing blank. <laughs> He had, he created he's his own. Best, he created an imaginary he's the best FDR character. I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and that means at number one, I'm gonna go with. And I mean, I don't know. This is I'm not revising my list each week, so this is easy for me to say. But I think the classic is Sideshow Bob. Wow. No, you'd reject yeah. Sideshow no, no. Bob. The Wild seemed uh, unimpressed. Wonder, no, 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 no. Greatest villain. Yeah, no, I'm all in on Sideshow Bob. I think Kelsey Grammer crushes it. I, I especially like when he when he gets to sing, um, show off those pipes. But the Cape Fear I, episode, I, I Cape Fear top four yeah. episode all time, right? Yeah, I have it. I have a top five when, especially when he just keeps when when the elephant steps on him when they drive through the <laughs> cactus field, uh, when he steps on <laughs> one thousand rakes. 
Uh, I have Sideshow Bob in my today's top five, but there was no Mr. Burns, who I, I, I every time I make this list, Mr. Burns is the only one who makes hmm. every it makes it every single time. Well, I mean, I guess the point is, is that, uh, like you say, you got to go watch The Simpsons. Spaghetti, that's your assignment. Tyler, you have to watch at least three Star Wars. And Spaghetti, <laughs> you have to watch at least two seasons of The Simpsons. What's, just start from the what? beginning? No, no. I just told you. I, 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 no, I don't want you watching. I, I did enough Skip of The Simpsons. That. I went to the Universal City. I had the, the, the giant pink donut. I got enough. Oh, boy. Listen to this. I don't care for that. I, I'm, I'm sorry you guys had to hear that. That show of disrespect by spaghetti to all three of us. All right, let's talk about it. let's uh, let's cast aside that ugliness and instead uh, focus on uh, on the aforementioned April absurdity. Everybody has done their bracket for March. Everybody does their zany. Oh, we're not talking about college basketball teams. We're talking about cereals or whatever they do, you know, or soups or whatever. Now I it's time. Did you guys do soups? <laughs> yeah. We're a cereal oh, no. show. We're a big time cereal show. Yeah, I know you love your cereals. No, I know, but but like Cowherd or whoever, about like eight years ago, did the cereals, and that really start that launched a whole, uh, you know, hundreds if not thousands of people doing their lists, and and, and it's diminished the quality of uh, of the notion doing it. But yes, listen, I, I'm happy to talk cereal, and I think we spent a good half hour on your show uh, debating <laughs> cereal. So I listen. Best, we did. We did. Uh, best uh, <laughs> check in. Any update to your best resi- best residual cereal milks? Captain uh, Crunch will always be king. Yeah, I don't. Had I uh, fixed cereal when we had Check on the first time? Crunch Coley. berries. Oh, no, you I'll, I'll say this, Coley. The Crunch berries make a better residual cereal milk than the original Captain Crunch because the little red the little red yeah, berries add a add a nice. Uh, oh. At a nice little. Did I say flavor. Captain Crunch? I meant Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm not a Captain Crunch guy at oh, all. Oh, Cinnamon oh. Toast Crunch. Yeah, that's uh, that. That one comes up quite a bit. I also, if you if you favor a chocolate milk, uh, I think you want to go with uh, Cocoa Pebbles over Cocoa Puffs or Cocoa Krispies. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're talking just strictly milk, uh, I think Apple Jacks milk. There takes, you takes, go. Now takes, you're back takes, in takes. business, Tyler. Now we're cooking again. <laughs> I, we've cast aside the Star Wars ugliness, and now we park our cars <laughs> in the same garage. Okay, April absurdity. Here's what we're doing. We have we aspired to come up with 32, and then we blew past that, and we we tasked uh, the Czech Republic to help us out, and now we're way past 64 uh, movies for this. It is what party in movie history do you most wish you could attend like i say thanks to uh, everybody on twitter we now have a gaggle of them i think we have like 85 so we got to do some some uh, serious work here on um on uh, cutting this thing down a little bit i'll start with you tyler the party in a movie you most wish you could attend this uh, this wasn't too tough for me again because i've seen nine movies my entire life mm-hmm. some of them have parties in them but the number one for me is House Party. Like you know, it's an iconic dance, an iconic time, and it's still recognized today. All right. I'm going to include it. And that shows how big my heart is, even though I've never seen the movie House Party. Has anyone behind oh, the glass oh, seen it? Oh, look at this. Has anybody seen House Party <laughs> back there? I don't know the picture. I know who's in it, Kid and Play. In yeah. fact, I've seen the one who has the high rise hair at a gymnasium working out. Um, at the same gym was the guy from uh, Entourage 
not the not um the main guy, but the brother, D- uh, Dylan. Johnny Drama. You can tell I work out at a fancy gym. Johnny Drama, and uh, the guy with the tall hair from Kid and Play. They're working out, out together. Gym. Yeah, no, not together, but they were in there. Yeah, uh, I was like they were doing set. Also, together. the lead what? singer of the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> so you can tell I'm rubbing elbows with. Uh, the fancy you, pants. Yeah, that's right. Um, house party. Okay, that's a that's a good one. I think our number one seeds are first order of business is to figure out our number one seeds. I think Boogie Nights pool party. Um, for obvious reasons, if you've seen the picture, um, I think that we got to put bachelor party. Have you guys seen bachelor party? Or are you too young for that one? With Tom Hanks, perhaps his funniest picture. No. Yeah, no, I'm no, not haven't. Spaghetti. I haven't seen most of the movies on this list. Is that true? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on, on Tyler's side right now. I'm very very low movie count. Mm, all right. Um, next up, I think I, I, the one that people keep throwing out to me, Wolf of Wall Street. Which party, though? Any of that. That was on my list. Any Like, basically any office party that they had. The, the beach party? The beach party. Okay. Okay. Beach party. I think that I, I think that's up there. It's like a, at worst a one or a two seed. Um, and then uh, and then I think I know also a lot of people who have been following this and weighing in on Twitter. They've mistaken the premise of this. It's not just I, I said party you most wish you could go to. Not merely telling me a movie that has a party in it, you know. People are just giving me parties. Like, yeah, listen, I don't care about what the 16-year-old, uh, the parents are away and they got a keg over at the house. Like, weird science, to name drop, Corolla threw out weird science. And what distinguishes that one from the bulk of the high school parties is that at least some bikers break it. So a biker gang breaks in at about 4 a.m. and holds everybody hostage for 90 minutes. That's a story you would remember for the rest of your life. Like, yeah, it was an awesome party. We were all drunk. Then a biker gang broke down one of the walls and held us at gunpoint. You would love, I mean, in the moment, you wouldn't love that. But for the next for the next months, if not years, you would tell everybody about the night that you were held at ball, uh, a gunpoint by a bald-headed guy with a crooked eye, right? Yeah, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, that's uh, as <laughs> I, I, I saw a lot of people. Yeah, when I missed, you missed that one too. <laughs> All right, I don't know. Animal that... House's toga party, number one seed. Yeah, yeah, that's iconic. All right, we'll put sure. that one in. I, I don't know who wouldn't want to be at that one. Where do you come down on the? Gu- I saw. I... Go ahead. Darren. I was gonna Go say on. I saw a lot of people throwing out. Uh, this is the end, but uh, th- that seems to be. I think they're they're missing something there because it's oh it's the end of the world party but they didn't know that when they all arrived it was just a regular party that's that's right. why I have I have the the rooftop uh, gathering slash party in Independence Day when everyone knew the world was going to end because you know some real <laughs> some real serious things were going down then that's an excellent addition I like that one quite a bit there Coley add that one to the list spaghetti all right so I think what we're gonna have to do here is is we're going to have to cut back on a lot of these high school ones because ultimately, would you really want to be at those parties? Now, the Days to Confused beer bust, that is a party I would like to go to unironically right now, right? That would be – that's a treat. That's a great party for all of time when they go out into the woods in the middle of the night. But most of these I'm underwhelmed by. 
But okay, we've got House Party is Tyler's edition, and I love the uh, Independence Day at the top of whatever that building is in downtown L.A. that gets blown up. Yeah, that, that's high stakes for that one. Um, I'm not sure if they count as parties. Like, the hangover, does that, like, it was a bachelor party, does that count? I'm going to count bachelor parties, sure. Yeah, bachelor parties. Okay. Yes, another bit of confusion is a lot of people are listing bars for me. And we'll do that at a later date. We'll do best the bar you most wish you could hang out in in a movie is not the same thing as going to a a, a proper shindig, whether it's in that bar or otherwise. I, that for that reason, I am going to count the stripes when Bill stripes when Bill Murray, John Candy, and the rest of the guys go to the uh, mud wrestling party in the bar because I think that's a special event for those guys. So I'm going to allow that one. Anyway, um, all right, last thing for uh, for the mixtape boys is um, I saw one of you guys kibitzing about some food. I forget what made me think of this, but we have to revisit this list since you guys uh, like to kibitz about food too. Is And we just uh, came off of, a hol- off of the Easter holiday, which in my opinion offers a pretty poor collection of treats. What holidays do you think – offer the best and the worst treats. We're not talking food. We're not going Thanksgiving. Obviously, that's the grand champion of of, uh, of food overall for a holiday. But give us the treats list. I'm going to start with you, Coley. Um, so are we going, like, which holiday is the best or which is the biggest, like, Go ahead. You like can give me an individual item if you want to. Give me your – start from item because that will inform the larger okay. uh, category. Well, it's it's the Reese's triumvirate of the the tree, the pumpkin and the the egg. And someone pointed out to me recently because it does taste different than a normal Reese's peanut butter cup. It's a different peanut butter to chocolate ratio, which is why it tastes differently. It's not just the regular cup since it's a different size. It's a different ratio of peanut butter to chocolate, which gives it a little little extra kick. What does, though? What 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 what, uh, Reese's is this? What the holiday is this? I, I don't know which one to put the top. There's the tree, there's the egg, and then there's the pumpkin. They all oh, all the shaped ones. Oh, I see what you're getting at. I see what you're getting at. Yeah, right. Renaissance dessert. I got you. I see. Yeah, that is yeah. interesting. I think like, you know, like right out of the gate, I think the most obvious ones are like apple pie on July 4th. So I don't like I don't like fruit in my food. So in, in the rest of my food, I don't like to mix those two things. So I reject that one. Pecan and pumpkin, though, that's a that's a dynamic duo around Thanksgiving to consider. You got the chocolates on uh, on Valentine's Day. You got a fruitcake on Christmas. But then that's more than made up for by the peanut butter blossom with the Hershey's kiss stuck into the to oh, the yeah. peanut butter cookie kind of thing. Right. You know what I'm talking about with that? I think that's oh, yeah. a, I think that's underrated. Now, like I say, Easter which is all about like oh chocolates and all that kind of stuff theoretically and, and, and but but peeps are terrible peeps are bad horrendous. right you're with me on that they are absolutely oh, yeah. horrendous i also frown on milk chocolate over dark chocolate and there's no dark chocolate i don't understand the prejudice against uh against the darker version on the easter holiday hey the game is filthy man Tyler, your thoughts, what, your favorite what, and least favorite uh, desserts or treats around a holiday. Uh, least favorite peeps was on my list. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a Cadbury expert. Like, I That's agree. another Easter bad one. I'm with you completely. Yeah. There's something gross yeah. about those. Yeah, Easter just doesn't have very good snacks. Best, I would say, are you all familiar with chess bars? I don't know like, how yeah. big they are. What is it? 
it's like it's I think it's like yellow cake, butter, eggs, and it's kind of like a brownie, but it's made out of like cake mix. I well, if you're if what you're getting at is the the uh, the the uh, Mo Damashek makes this thing where she where she takes chocolate, but she takes brownies and then she mixes in cream cheese. And it's like this uh, half chocolate, half vanilla-y kind of looking thing. And it's it's just oh, yeah. divine. I don't know that that applies to a specific holiday. Is that what you're getting what do you at? Think about that? What do you think about that, Coley? I know you love brownies. <laughs> Sounds... Uh, interesting. I, I might have to overlook it for some other treats on the table if we're if we're if we're out there though. St. Patrick's Day has green beer, which seems fun, but it's really it's kind of like a a, a weird thing when you when you end up uh, letting go of that green beer back into the into the porcelain. It's it's disturbing more than it is anything else. Now I will say that McDonald's has given us the uh, the mint shake, and that now that's something. That's something. The yeah, St. Patrick's Day is a <laughs> the St. Patrick's Day is a weird one. Us Irish don't really uh, care too much about the flavor of our food; uh, just more uh, <laughs> sustenance and, and necessity than anything. But where where do you fall on on black jelly beans? Because I feel like they can really no. ruin a handful of otherwise perfectly fine jelly beans. Um, I, I mean the worst candy period, the like not specific candy brand, but the worst of all candies, and this includes Peeps is black licorice. Black what Ooh. kind of what kind of treat Ooh, is that? I don't, peeps might be worse than black licorice. It's like a punishment. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> Here, you you were bad. Now you have to eat this whole bag of black licorice. No! Just just make me stay inside that. Don't let me go out for a month. I'll do anything to not have to eat that awful black licorice. Ugh. You know? Are you a candy corn fan, Sheck? I'm okay with it. I don't know, a little oh, overrated. No. I think Ugh. it's I, I I'm nostalgic about it. I think it's a I, I don't know what I don't get is people who hate candy corn. That that is well, it's fine. I've got some bad news yet. <laughs> well, what's it's, can, it's candle wax. It is. Huh? It's just wax. Yeah. It's just candle wax. I know, but right. So okay. So fine. It it so it's not that <laughs> offensive, right? But it's not it's not delicious, but it's also not uh it's not an outrage like black licorice is. Right? I, I would eat a some, bag yeah, of some... black licorice before I'd eat like three candy corn. Not even kidding. You know Ooh, what's another bad one? That's a push. I, here's a knock on Christmas for you. Another bad one is um is candy cane. Candy cane is also gross, and I like peppermint. They're yeah, fine. but it, at least you can. It's a, a decoration. Well, so, so like the, candy corn is not a decoration. Candy corn is absolutely a decoration. It it, it offers the, the the colors of the season. It's yeah, it's it's bad. It's actually bad. You throw <laughs> if you could get a candy if you get some candy corn, throw some like wicks in it, and now you got a bunch of candles. Now now we're talking. I what wonder. Do you, do you eat it year round, Chick? No, I don't. And but is that is that the measure for any of these things? I do. I guess I do eat pecan pie whenever I have a okay, an opportunity. Yeah, the really good things that I that I eat, I try to keep up with them year round. Well, that's uh, why a couple of years ago I made my because uh, my New Year's resolutions because I'm not selfish like everybody else aren't just for me; they're for all of society. And that's why I made one a couple of years ago: more stuffing. 
And I don't know if you've been paying attention, but more and more you'll find at restaurants that they're offering up some stuffing. There are places out there at fast food like, oh, what do you want as your two sides? Now more and more, it's not just macaroni and cheese or three kinds of potatoes. Also, hey, you know what? The special this week is stuffing. Oh, yeah, give me a scoop of that if you please. That stuffing is starting to emerge. I'm with you, Tyler. Yes, delicious foods don't need to be withheld to just one day or one holiday on the uh, on the calendar. I like where your head's at on that one. You know, here's an underrated one. As a uh, as a Jew, Hanukkah, why macaroons? Emma VP, you're a Jew. You know about that, right? Yeah, I know all about that. What do you prefer, a macaroon or any Christmas treat? Christmas treat. Really? Yep. You don't like a macaroon? I like them, but I like a Christmas. I like a nice sugar cookie. Is that count Italian as a- Oh, yeah. Oh, those count as Christmas? Uh, a do- sugar cookie counts they as a Christmas? They do to me. Yeah, you put the sprinkles on there. <laughs> if it's shaped like a tree, you know. I think you're playing fast and loose. Why does Christmas get to claim a sugar cookie? <laughs> I think it does. Christmas uh, needs all the help it can get. Like They've got fruitcakes, so they right, need all, all right. the help they can get. Yeah, fruitcakes. Who wants it? I would not, as I said, I don't like fruit in my food, so why would I ever want to eat a fruitcake? That's an offense. Yeah. You know, that's another, it makes me think, we should also do what is the best ethnicity of food? Italian, right? I guess that's why you know nobody does that list is because it's so obvious what would be the winner. Um, all right. How long have we gone here now, Emma VP? We're about 45 in. 45 minutes yep. in? Yeah. What did you think? I would have guessed about 23. Yeah, you would have been wrong. I would have been just about <laughs> half. I would have <laughs> I'm, I'm really uh, having trouble here. All right. Is that enough for you, mixtape boys? Are you done here? Let me check. We're, we're at your disposal. As, as many takes okay, as you we, need, we, we, we got. All day. I could go on and on with you. I feel like uh, that we should cut it off here so that there's more meat left on the bone. Eddie Spaghetti, you get uh, you get the final word here. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd love for these guys to keep coming back on and save stuff. I mean, there's so much to, to get into. Uh, I'm, I would just – texting my friends to see uh, some stuff that Tyler has tweeted before, some of his better food, his food uh, tweets, because we can't decide which ones we like the most, his basketball tweets, his tweets about women, or his uh, his food tweets. So I was trying to find some best of ones and bring up in the uh, the conversation. All right. Yeah, see, that, see we could we could have done that in front of this show. But you know what? That's fine. Instead, we'll kick it to the next show. I put, like, there's, like, ten topics in the rundown. We got we had plenty of stuff to go over. That's why I said we could save them from whenever. We'll- I like I like that you were so excited for this show that you actually entitled uh, the little rundown that you put together for us here the DDFP uh, Mixtape Edition. That's what you've Correct. named this show. It's the Mixtape Edition. It's like uh, – Yeah, I name I name most of the shows. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize you did. It, it helps look at the rundown once in a while. Now you now, <laughs> now you've gone too far, spaghetti. All right, I you know what I I now I'm embarrassed in front of uh, the mixtape boys. So we'll uh, we'll bid. Check. I got a them. question. Go ahead. Do you accept mail-in pies for the pie off? Oh, it's an interesting oh, question. Yes. Well, Dan Hansis is bomb. Mailed it in. Yeah, that's true. But there was a uh, a representative on site for that. You know, but yeah, I think we could. You know what? Spaghetti but could be his I, rep. I, well, I I baked my own last year, sweet potato pie with marshmallows, which is my favorite holiday treat. All right, but if you wish to act as a representative for the mixtape boys, sending in a pie, that'd be uh, you know, yeah, I'll embrace that. In fact, I also think we should do one around Memorial Day to sort of like the 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 balance to the pie off. I think we should do some like start of summertime. What would be appropriate there though? 
wiener a wiener competition. A wiener off, yeah, you say? I think we should do a wiener off. All right, let's work on that. I like. I, you know, listen, all manner of uh, meats, of linked meats. Who can I mean, produce the best one? All right, I'll do that. I'm in for Count that. Me in. Although I wouldn't want homemade ones. I, I that that could get <laughs> sideways quickly. Hey, look, Sully. Bro, what what is this? Oh, I just uh, you know, some meats around the from, from the fridge. I don't know that that would work out so well. All right, we'll 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 we'll, uh, we'll pray on that. In the meantime, again, it's co- at Coley Mick. It's at Trill Withers. Follow them both. And also, of course, make sure you're listening to Mixtape, uh, one of the great shows over there at Barstool. Best to uh, Big Cat and PFT. Ooh, we got to get PFT on here in front of the NHL playoffs because he has declared for the, uh, I think, the 27th straight year. This is the Caps year. So we have to uh, check in with him uh, before the, the puck is dropped on that stuff. Meantime, thanks so much, fellas. Great times. Thank you, Chef. Thank you, yeah, Tyler and Coley. Coley said just before, yes, you're you can consider yourself now in play as uh, as dual candidates for the uh, best non-football playing guest here on the DDFP when the Sheckies are announced uh, round about uh, December thirty first, twenty eighteen. Honored, can't wait. All right, there they go, the mixtape boys and muzzle tub again to uh, Tyler on his uh, championship over the rest of the internet there. And now let's get to the matter at hand. What happened in Big Bear? Dave Damashek. All right, get in here, Sully. Let's kibitz about it. Let's talk Big Bear. Let's talk about the big controversy here. Oh, Tamposi's also here behind the glass. Come on in. I want to figure this out. I also got to figure out the uh, April absurdity. The mixtape boys. They had, I, I like the uh, I like the addition of Independence Day. I thought that was a good idea. I think we ultimately though need to put these into categories. You know what I'm saying there, Spaghetti? I think we got to like the high school parties. Yeah. How many of those high school parties? Yes, I appreciate you reaching out. Uh, Czech Republic and letting me know like can't hardly wait had a party in it and stuff but would you is that the part of all the movies and party all the parties and movies you would want to go to right and is I, that the one eh. and I think a lot of um, a lot of these parties on the list just from what I remember vaguely is like there's always kind of something bad happening or is some kind of like kind of there's a little bit of drama like why would you want to go to a movie where like a party in a movie where there's something potentially hazardous happening like that to me was a little off like the worst thing in animal house is is, is belushi smashing the guitar that's yeah. the only drama in that that yeah. first one i mean you got i mean you got a, a, well, a motorcycle because, going through the hallway but because i think you also want to have in in, in when you're going to a party i always tell people this is a, this is advice somebody gave me when i was probably a sophomore at, in bloomington in uh, bloomington indiana matriculating a senior told me, don't make the mistake of spending every single night in this same bar. And it was Nick's English Hut for me. For me. And I love Nick's English Hut. Still one of my three favorite bars that uh, that I've ever enjoyed drinks in. Um, but yeah, if you spend seven nights a week there, then nothing different's ever going to happen. And really what you want are singular memories. I, yeah. I you want to throw, I, I, I talk about this with my kids a lot too, when we're choosing where to go eat dinner. Like we go out every Friday night to go eat dinner. And we always talk about, we want to find the balance of 
places where they're like, hey, it's you guys again. Great. Are you going to have the same thing? You want the the cheers effect of, hey, I want to go where everybody knows my name. Oh, the regulars. Oh, yeah, the Parmesan. Of course, that's what I'm going to have. But also, you want to have new experiences and find new places because then those obviously are going to start you off on new adventures and they're going to stand out in your brain a little bit. It's a balance. You know? It's a happy balance. Now, I don't want to go so far, Spaghetti, like – Dirty dozen. I wouldn't want to be at the at the Nazi officers party in the bowels of that castle where Jim Brown starts throwing the grenades down the pipes and killing them all. That's too far. Right, and people are tweet like the Titanic is one. Like you want to be in a boat that eventually will sink in the Atlantic. No, no, don't be now. Now you're being too little. No, no, that's. I didn't say you have to be. I just assume you're part of the movie. You know Titanic? I, yeah. I've li- seen it, Check. I'd like to be at the part. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't want to be on the boat. <laughs> I wouldn't have to stay on the boat. I didn't say I have to stay on the boat forever. But that party, when I, I'm not talking about the upper crust party at the top floor. I'm talking about the one where the employees and they break out the keg. Oh, Billy dance, Madison, third grade pool party. They start Let's dancing go. around to and fro. That's a party. How man. we brought that one up. Billy passed the third grade. It's on here. I know that. How have we not brought that up yet? That's a that's a great ad. Sully, the uh, the producer of Move the Sticks. I encourage you, nay demand, that you go and listen to that. And seated to your left, Spaghetti now joining us in Studio 66. Her virgin run here on the DDFP, I believe. Producer extraordinaire, and you see all. Our, if you see our, the videos we put out these days, she generally has a hand in creating those for us. It's Erica Tamposi. What's the poop with you, Tamposi? Hello, hello, hello. Any thoughts before we talk about uh, what you guys did up in Big Bear um, over the weekend? Any thoughts that you wish to impart on our uh, April absurdity as we're putting this together? And oh, spaghetti. What are we going to do? How are we going to put this out now? We're going to put out a proper bracket of sixty-four. I think it's up to us to kind of cut out the extra, like the the dead weight of movies we don't really agree with, and then uh, let's set a, a deadline it? on that. Okay. High noon Wednesday. Sure. Of this week, we put out our uh, our tournament of sixty four. And you're just gonna you're gonna you want to see that in the different and there are our four regions. Yeah, like I say, I think we should try to categorize so that they eliminate each other. They feed on each other. All the high school parties should knock each other out as much as possible. So the like college high school, parties. college, uh, apocalyptic situations. Maybe something like that. Maybe okay. parties that happen outside. You know, but we did get a lot of good ones. Somebody see like one I would have not thought of. Straight out of Compton, easy party. That was a, a good, good party. That's, That's a good one. one. Tamposa, your thoughts? No, I mean, there's a lot of, like, younger movies that, like, when I was growing up, like, the high school movies were, were pretty cool. Um, I just, I just American had, Pie. Yeah, Project American Pie. Project X I think Project really cool. X is, a cr- is um, my pick for number one overall seed. I think I think number the, one overall seed? I think it's a the, movie I haven't even it's seen. The best yeah. part, the, it's, the whole movie's a party, and it's the whole neighborhood. It's pretty great. Or even like Neighbors with Seth Rogen and Zac Efron, who's a personal fave of mine. I think that's like a fun party kind of – they were just crazy. Yeah, but then by – like, see, here's the, the – Is it counter- iconic? No. Well, but then there's like – I don't I, – I think the movie is wildly overrated, and I, I, I really resent the people of a certain age who think that PCU – is like, hey, it's this generation's Animal House. Like, well, if that's true, then I feel bad for your generation. That's a terrible picture. And Jeremy Piven uh, aping for mugging for the camera for 90 minutes is not enjoyable. However, they have they hold the fundraiser at the end of the picture, and Parliament shows up. P Funk shows up. George Clinton plays the plays the shindig. All right, that's a party P-Funk's I'd like to be good. at. Yeah, I love P Funk. 
at your at your college uh, building. That's, that's a nice awesome. kit. See, that's a good. See, that's a good addition. There you go. Um, I'd also like to be in King Louis' palace when he's uh, when he's singing uh, in Jungle Book. Like we said last week, though, it has to be the animated version because he gets a little too angry in the live action one. Yeah, but still, to be a monkey at that party, you know, to be a monkey on oh, the would be wall great. that one. And they sing great tunes. No, yeah, no, I agree. The animated one's great. Emma VP really was keen on from Mean Girls. It's her favorite movie of all time because she loves <laughs> Tina Fey so much and Oddly, almost inex- inexplicably, Tina Fey has made very few good feature movies. Right, but she gave us 30 Rock and Mean Girls, so we should thank her for a lifetime. Kim all right, Schmidt. I, I love- and Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. That's all we need to add, just those two. I She writes Kimmy? She doesn't write Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, she's she does. an executive producer and wrote the... She write, she's the uh-huh. she's the showrunner of Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah, the co-exec producer with Robert Carlock. That is pretty impressive. I didn't know about that. I, well, I love Kimmy Schmidt. Um, yes, I'm with you, but isn't it... We, I'm just saying that yeah, it's you're strange right. that she hasn't made great movies. Mm-hmm. She's, she's the generation's greatest talent, or in the top three, I would think. Easily. So you would think she would have more strong mm-hmm. features on That's the fair. resume. Um, but anyhow, you wanted Mean Girls... Aaron Samuels Halloween Bash. So yeah, we I just put thought it on. I should put it on there. But I mean, you, you, I, I, I'm with you. This is a pretty loose I, list, check. I honor <laughs> you by putting it on there, but then I, at the same time, I have to reject it too. I mean, <laughs> it, it, I'm not rejecting it. It's making the list. Fine. But if it wins, shame the devil. What about win. the party in House Bunny with Anna Ferris, where she always like says people's names? She's like, Harmony. You know, and then that big, like, the, the virgin sacrifice party. That's Check your hilarious. gal, Kat McPhee's in that film. Yeah, Catherine McPhee. Oh, yeah. In which your one? new pal. House, House Bunny. House Bunny with your Kat co-star. McPhee. Yeah. And Anna Ferris. My scene work with Kat McPhee was a lot of fun, but, I mean, it, it comes without a safety net. If you want to, I just want you guys to know, if you ever decide that you want to get into the craft, I'm ha- happy to work with you, do some uh, scene work worth with you, go over your sides and all of that. But just know that if you're do in a scene with Damashek, or I think I can speak for, for my friend Kat as well, we operate without a safety net. You know, we're fearless. That's what you have to... You have to get into the darkest parts of who you are and tap into that and let it out. And, I mean, that takes guts. It does. I'm proud of you. That was, anyway, that was, that was, I, that was here, here I am going on on again about my acting. Again, <laughs> I know that's over all your heads. I, 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 I'm sorry for that detour. All right, let's talk about – so we'll have the bracket for you midweek. Make sure you're following us on uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook and all that. And we'll, uh, we'll get that out to you so you can start your voting. All right, now. It's all been prelude to this. You guys went off to Big Bear. Everybody here, Eddie Spaghetti, Emma VP, your two significant others. I met Eddie Spaghetti's significant other the other uh, a, a couple of nights ago. A delight. She's louder than the both of us, and that's saying something. She's assertive. Yes. You know? I like that. She's, she's assertive. She's awesome, though, but my goodness, she put you to shame on, on the, the decibel level. It is hilarious. I know like three of the loudest people on planet Earth. <laughs> two of them are right here. Two I'd of them are right here. And... Sully is the other one. Yeah. Well, my s- brother in loudness. All right. Yeah, man. I yeah. like that. We got that going for ourselves. Yes. I. I. Now let's start here. So you retreated up to Big Bear. You booked the big house. Uh, Spaghetti brought a bunch of his pals, not just his girlfriend, but also some of his pals. Like I say. Emma brought her her fella, her fiance. Sully went uh, alone. 
because right. he wanted to see what might what what uh, might turn up on the hills, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And then Tamposi, you and your friend, mm-hmm. who is a woman who Ains. Yeah. How did that go, Sully? Let's start there. Did you? Oh, she was great. Great yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Romance. No, no romance. They're not going to be a date. And say like, hey, oh, you like, and I, I should. I, 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 I wouldn't would wipe, would wipe that off the table. I would. Yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. That's not going to happen. No. All right. Why let's not? wipe it off the table. Why not? Then? I. I. Uh, I don't know. No okay. love connection. We're going to have to get Ains on the phone here at some point. <laughs> but you, you, you feel that you're, you feel confident that you can speak on her behalf and say no interest in Sully. That's may, fine. May, I think. I think her heart is somewhere else. Did she admire his fashion choice to wear the vented fishing shirts, even though he wasn't fishing? You wore a vented shirt on Sunday, I think, but Pretty Saturday neat. he was in like a t-shirt and like a backwards hat. So no, yeah, Saturday was a Tennessee versus Florida 1996 game, yeah. a long sleeve shirt. The shirt is almost as old as me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know why that wouldn't work, but I know that that is certainly something I would try to do to impress a lady. Wear, yeah. a, wear a T-shirt from. I mean, a, I was also shirtless. I was also ago. shirtless for about three quarters oh. of this trip, so that might have played into it. What's wrong with this Ains? Uh, uh, Sully's running around shirtless now. What did you guys make, Tamposi? I'll start with you. I don't know if you because you were actually you were the boots on the ground there. What did you make mid weekend um, spaghetti? Sharing with the world on Facebook an image of himself in a hot tub. Beer in one hand, his bikini-clad girlfriend in the other. How did that strike you? Uh, your picture that you posted. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, it was, was he was Friday showing night. off. When he was showing Friday off, and he he was trying to look. No, he was trying that's, to look cool. Why did it. you do that? That's, what was I, the point I, of that? I, I, a, I'm glad you asked me. There is a hundred percent a point for that because okay. if I don't, sometimes <laughs> as as a person with a girlfriend, you have to show affection for them and like not like show off, but like be like proud that you're dating them. Be like, oh, you know, I I am with. My girlfriend, and if I do that, then I'm off the hook for a while. I don't get annoyed or bothered. Like, oh, no pictures with me, nothing about me. So we got we, me, Sully, and my girlfriend were the first three there, and we got in the. We were it was sunny out, nice. Went straight out. to the hot tub. We went straight to the hot tub, put on some tunes. We were Actually, we didn't go straight to the hot tub. But... And uh, and and Sully was kind enough to take a few pictures, and I said, I'll post this now. It's Friday afternoon, and I don't have to think about it. You know, the rest of the trip there, and I will enjoy my time in Big Bear, and I, you know, hear uh, some flack from. Uh, you know the old ball and chain, so that's that's exactly the reason why I posted it. The old ball. He, he got he got his 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 uh his duties out of the way within yes. the first ten minutes yeah. of being in that and in Sully that wouldn't environment. Go the entire weekend and be like, oh Jada, you look so damn hot in your yeah. bikini. He's very compliment complimentary. No, it's fine. She asked that it's true. It's, yeah, it's fine. She yeah. asked me. It's all- Sully, you tell Spaghetti's girlfriend she asked, that she, she asked me how I look. I had to pick which one was better. Which, I said you look hot in that one. Yeah. That's the truth, and he did. He did my job for me. Great yep. friend. Great friend. Yep. Wow. Yeah. How, how does that hit uh, your ear there, Emma VP? Good for Sully, and good for Jada for asking. If you, I mean, you're asking Sully. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm no jive. I'm gonna give it straight shooting to you. Hey, darling, you look all right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, you may look almost as good as I do in my vented fishing shirt. Yep. Hmm. Emma VP, how was your time? It was grand. Yeah. Now, did you decide because you're probably the one with uh, the 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 
propensity to feel guilty about something, leaving someone behind. And Kent Brown, of course, was left behind. Your peer here, our colleague at the NFL, he didn't make the journey. Mm-hmm. Did you at any point think we should reach out to Kent and see how he's doing? I thought that would be kind of mean, like if we're actually mm. on the trip saying, like, hey, how's it going? Not on the trip. I see. Yeah. And, and everyone agreed with that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, that, was, that was a unanimous decision, I think. Okay. Uh, Tamposi, Spaghetti. I don't know if you heard Tamposi. Spaghetti likes to uh, award an MVP for oh, his road very trips. Very aware. And his LVP. Who do you think? Is that, was there an announcement made? Was there a ceremony at the conclusion of the trip in Big Bear? Or is this going to be a reveal for the participants of the trip? Uh, no, we didn't put anything on. Tw- I mean, did we? We did a funny we, video. We, but- no, I'm saying, do the, do you guys know oh, who have, the MVP? Uh, oh, we oh know. yes, hundred percent. We oh, got together. Yeah. We know. Oh, uh, so this was a group uh, decision. Well, yeah. us. Pretty, yeah, uh, yeah, us. us three. The four, four of us. All right, let's Here. start. Let's start with the less interesting one then. <laughs> MVP. MVP. We're we're probably gonna give it to Sully. Yeah, I think Sully gets it. And and because why? Because Just he was partier. always in a good mood. There was a lot of like Upbeat. definitely don't want to like do it again mm-hmm. because like he's just like he's like once this. is enough yeah, like i say like, singular experience great keep right, it a singular right. experience uh, you know, he's I, like i don't know no, i'd do it again yeah, but like, so, like one it. minute he's like Ains wouldn't do it again. no definitely no, not no, definitely no, no, not no, 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 definitely no. Not. i don't she can absolutely hang. not no she could hang she could hang mm-hmm. but you know one minute sully if like, she's with people that pass muster which sully does not no yeah well yeah nope we just party too hard yeah no 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 it's we're all good but, you know, one minute Sully's, like, banging on his chest with, like, ping pong tables, and it's, like, really intense. And then the next he's, like, passed out in the hot tub. So there's, like, a lot of, like, up and downs. Mm-hmm. It's a roller but coaster. It, but it's a good, it's a good like up that. and down. You know, I like to make fun of my friends at their expense. Like, that's, like, my angle. Yeah. So, like, the oh, more. We did I don't, of that I don't, this weekend, I don't respect people who do stuff like that. Yeah. We, did, we all that's did fine. plenty of that. That's fine. But Having a laugh at someone else's expense is not cool. Definitely not. But Emma posted the photo of Sully passed out in the hot tub. It was a video. He took a nap. Oh. That's all right. I did. That's, uh, exactly. Absolutely. I, it was a late night the night before in the hot tub. So oh, I, I, I got back in the hot tub and took a nap. Very uh, absolutely have some of the best friends in the world. They were concerned. You look beautiful in that bikini. Uh, not, and, and my, she, not my girlfriend. And she fed him. And for the, as a thanks for that, she fed him chicken nuggets chicken and made nuggets. sure that he was uh, still breathing in yeah. the hot tub. So she brought me a big old plate with some barbecue sauce. It was now nice did Emma VP. I know uh, you you don't jive. Shoot straight with me. Did uh, Sully's infamous uh, temper come out? <laughs> a little bit. Did spe- it, I liked it though? It was good. It was good. It was really? you know Why? yeah like what it, happened. Just he was just upbeat. You know he got excited. Oh, but yeah. The, I mean you know we. There was some anger that came out, though? Just, like, for a second. For a second there. We and about what? About we, what? No, we don't need to get into it. Why? What happened? He what? wanted a shot of tequila, and we said, no, you've had too much. And then he <laughs> stormed downstairs and, like, slammed a door, and then 30 seconds later comes up. He's like, I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself there. <laughs> like, you're right. I don't need a beer. <laughs> I don't need more tequila. That's exactly how it went, yeah. too. Yep, that's uh, actually right, so very, that's 100% him. accurate. Did uh, Sully, did Spaghetti's infamous temper... Show. Oh boy, yes it did. Oh, really? But and in defense, this is what brings in, us to in, the LVP. But in defense of Sully and Emma's uh, fiance Brett, who uh, I'm a huge fan of, uh, and I think they'd agree with me that it, what I did was necessary. Yeah, it was necessary. Oh. Do tell Sully. 
So it was uh, later on in the evening. It was the three of us in the hot tub. And Sully uh, spent a lot of th- did you see? Did you basically spend your resting hours? In that's the why hot I tub said three quarters of the trip I was shirtless because okay. I was in the hot tub. For I got the most you. Part. Um, Go on. Anyway, uh, LVP and I, I think I think Spaghetti needs to truly announce it. But uh, one of the parties, part of the party, uh, came out complained that we were being too loud singing Pearl Jam, and uh, we. we Eddie, one of us, really didn't like that. How did how, how did how did uh, that become an activity? Singing Pearl Jam. Just, no, you were like DJing. You just went through like classic rock songs, yeah. like we, you know, Pink Floyd, Who, Pearl Jam. We just scrolled through everything. This was late. We had already. It was like one a.m. It wasn't that late. The girls yeah. had had gone to uh, drink inside. I see. At this point. So people were still awake. One person came out. And, and said, you know, we're trying Somebody to sleep. Somebody in it, your party. In, in the party says, come on, t- turn. It said, turn the stuff down like it's too loud. And I was like, we rented this house. We have a hot tub. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. You'd still be at a bar if we were back in Los Angeles. We're going to keep doing this. I said it just like that. Wasn't angry. Wasn't yelling. They went back inside. Oh, okay. Five, ten minutes later. <laughs> oh, here we go. Five, ten minutes later, uh, that person came back out with their significant other and said, said it again. And they, they cursed at us and they cursed at me in front of Brett and Sully, and I found that offensive, and I jetted out of the hot tub, and I screamed oh, at all of them in their like, faces. Like, square up out of the hot tub. <laughs> within, like, like they like, they dropped loaded. one. Yeah, no, like, it was it was sprung this- out of the hot tub, and he was he was instantly going right back at him. It was, it was pretty impressive. That's exciting, but I, I'm trying to do the math. This can only mean that it was one of your friends then. Spaghetti. Yeah, I was not happy with the, the college group. Yep. Not happy. They a bad weekend all around for them. A lot of a lot of hiccups on their part. I, I'm a, I'm I'm a big hiccup free guy. Yeah. A lot of hiccups from them. Not, Almost ninety percent of the hiccups were from the college group. Yeah. Now wait a second. The guy, one of those people though, you said is a perennial favorite to win the MVP on a yeah. road trip. Brian. Yeah. He Brian. got He got he got a little. He had a tummy issue on the second night. Uh uh-uh. And uh, <laughs> you know it just it just wasn't it wasn't smooth for really any of them. It was very bizarre for all us. All right. Go ahead. So you've uh, the, you've given us. The, the LVP is the, just the entire group. The whole, the all your college friends. I mean, obviously, there's four of them. Some contributed less than others, but yeah, I'd say as a group, it was pretty bad. The NFL group, a plus. Yeah, we killed it. Yeah. NFL killed we it. We killed the game. We really killed it. Mm-hmm. What did we learn, everybody? Don't uh, invite Eddie's college friends right, to I, our parties. And instead, and invite, invite the NFL crew. There you go. Mm. See, I think. See. Isn't that perfect? It's karma. We learned I our lesson. Came Do you see how it all went? What did What did Handsome and I try to teach you before you went? That we should have invited you and Handsome. Well, <laughs> I mean, you want to talk? I, I think the MVP might have changed there. You know? Yeah. That, potentially. Yeah, potentially. Definitely. We can't. Handsome we can't Hank, the Englishman. The, no, the Englishman who on his resume. I'm not worried was about once him. Bucked by a ram in an open field. I'm is not it? worried about him. I'd be worried about you. No, no, no. No, yeah, no. you don't. Shut you don't know head. the score. You don't know the score. Handsome I, Hank would. He finds adventure. That's why I I I, uh, I okay. pin my hopes on any road trip to Handsome Hank. That's why you'll always find me in his wake because he I, adventure finds him. He's one of those charm people, you know. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah. Handsome Hank could have been there. But, yes, next time we'll invite the whole gang. But this sounded uh, like a fun trip. It was kind a blast. Of. Very, very good. No, it was very good. Actually, based on what you just described, it didn't sound like there was a lot of fun going on. But no, no, no. no. no there was nothing but We fun. had a great time. Yeah, yeah, we went to the lake. Me, Emma, and Brett took a, a, like a three-plus-mile hike through you know, the, the woods full of bears. Ugh. We fought them off. Um, Why we went to the bar. They, yeah. went down, they went to the downtown area. Like, the only thing worse than going out for a jog is uh, is going out for a hike. Oh, I'm a big hike. No, we had a Disagree. great time. Yeah. 
Awesome I think bike. a hike's better than a jog. At least the jog goes more quickly. If you're covering the same amount of soil, at least it's over more yeah, quickly. This, this hike took a really long time. We, Look, we, we why, all... why do that? Hey, you know, because let's go... you're out in nature, you're out in the Big Bear. Go, go walk, see Big Bears. Go walk up hills and stuff. Ugh. Lots. Exhausting. Hey, Shaq, what do you think snoring means down south? Oh, man. <laughs> like a term for snoring. Like oh. what, what would you oh. call my mind was one. I didn't know what that sentence or what right? that question meant. Uh-huh. What do you mean? What's it mean? I have no idea. Because either. we don't, we didn't know either. So we're all in a room. The NFL crew, besides Eddie and Jada, they had a, a bedroom upstairs, but we were all down in in the bunk beds. There were a bunch of bunk beds. We all bunked down there together. So we had like a big, you know, fun time. All big slumber oh, party. This is getting worse by the second for me. Yeah. This is behavior I would would. Uh, enjoy until i was about 35 ish and then and then after that no no more i want my own room i don't want it's not fun sleeping on somebody's floor oh wait we all had our own individual beds nine other people are are using the same shower as me Ugh. i I mean all that stuff i I don't know how i did it we got to know each other but sully wakes up in the morning and go we're all like oh like you know kind of coming to and kind of recapping and Sully goes, oh, man, nothing like 3.30 in the morning to rip some logs. And we're all sharing, like, a bathroom. So we were like, what are you talking about? But apparently that means snoring. No, sawing logs. I would said rip logs. So it definitely sounds like you're doing something different than snoring. But sawing logs is a term for snoring. Uh, yeah, never heard it. Never heard it. And it very – I think that might have been what Ansley really kind of took off. Yeah, at that point. Oh, absolutely. Here's Sully shirtless laying on a bottom bunk. Oh, I'm sawing logs. Hey, you, you look good in that bikini over there. Exactly. Nailed it. That's your MVP of the weekend. Congratulations to Sully. Congratulations to all of you. Congratulations to everyone who listened, too. We thank uh, the Mixtape Boys, Coley and uh, Tyler. Ooh, this is going to be good. I already know it. Cam Jordan joining us, a uh, a nominee last year for our favorite football playing guest in the Shecky Awards. He's joining us later in the week, and we'll see what other fun we have for you, along with April Absurdity. Look for that on Wednesday. High noon, we will reveal the 64, the bracket for you. Make sure you vote on that. Thanks to all the Big Bear gang and to Kent Brown as well. Muzzle tub to Sully. Rips with everybody. Better luck next time, LVPs. Good luck finding new friends. Spaghetti seems to have moved on from a thin slice of heaven. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. 
Join me and my husband, big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.